Hey, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Southside Trap Podcast, the podcast that helps you stay on side with the Chicago Red Stars. It's your girl, Sandra, here today with a special edition episode. We love to talk to some Red Stars, so I'm here today with my friend, homie, and colleague, Claire Watkins, aka the Scam Originator. How are you doing today, Claire? I'm good. I'm excited. We've like made this a series now. This is two in a row. We are going to host a midfielder a week for a week. the entire year of 2021. <laughs> and of course, we're joined today by the wonderful Nikki Stanton. Nikki Stanton, welcome back to Chicago. How are you today? Hi. Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm good. I'm a bit cold, but other than that, I'm good. Well, big snow this week, right? That's what's happening. Just the yeah. most snow imaginable. Which I'm excited for. I'm fine with the snow, but it's the one I landed and it was 19 degrees that I was like, this is not okay. <laughs> yep, yep. Nikki Stanton returned and brought the cold and you're going to bring the snow. Uh, I hope so. That's happening uh, today too. So yeah, uh, congrats on your return back to Chicago. Uh, didn't even have to change your Twitter, AV. That's nice. <laughs> you've, just been all, you've just been all Chicago all the time. Um, <laughs> I just want to reintroduce you to our listeners for, you know, we have a pretty core audience out there, but 2020 was a a very interesting time and it it brought us a lot of new engagement, a lot of new people, a lot of new people were getting interested in NWSL and in, into the Red Stars. Um, So I just want to reintroduce you to, to the fans who are around and anyone who might not understand why it's so dope that you're back. But uh, 2019 saw your arrival to the Red Stars and it was a big, big thing uh, because people like to make a big thing about big names like a Kristen Press or a Sam Kerr or a Carly Lloyd or whomever. And uh, players like Jen Hoy and players like yourself were involved in a huge trade that took place. And for us, I don't like to brag, but we went on record immediately and we were like the real winners in this trade is Chicago <laughs> because they got Nikki Stanton. <laughs> oh, I missed you. <laughs> yeah. So kind of going through that, that 2019 and coming into a team that is even then was pretty established, very competitive. We hear a lot about how, how difficult it is to, to crack that starting 11 and you really got to earn your spot. Um, so what was it like just sort of kind of going through the experiences being with that team and kind of having the run that you guys had in, in 2019? Yeah. I mean, I think coming into any team is scary, especially when you come in with like a stacked midfield like that. It's just like, okay. And Rory was very upfront, like, where I stood and, you know, it kind of, you have to take everything as a challenge. And it was like, you know what, I'm just going to go and like do the best that I can every single day and work my ass off and kind of hope for the best was actually funny because when I had asked for a trade originally, they were like, well, where, where would you want to go? And I made a whole list of the teams and had pros and cons, but I didn't even put Chicago on my list. And I'm like, how do I just forget an entire end like, you know, not, I, I just think because it was like their midfield stacked, like what, you know what I mean? Yeah. Why? Like, of course I'd always have, I would love to play at Chicago. That'd be amazing, amazing city. Like you hear such amazing things. They have great girls, but I was like, I didn't know that it was on the table, I guess. Um, and coming here was so fun. Everyone was obviously so welcoming. And I think in preseason, um, I don't know. I just, I tried to do my thing. And with some injuries, I think I got some chances. And I mean, that's what we're kind of in it for is like, you're trying to make um, the most of every opportunity you get. And I feel like that's just kind of what I went for. And um, yeah, I just kept getting more yellow cards and it was fine. (laughs) Well, we, so it's, it's so funny. This is really, truly uh, uh, like full circle in a way, because we, we started doing this podcast in 2018 
And okay. one of the vibes of the 2018 season is we were always like hashtag like scam gang because we because you guys were out there like scamming points. You were like getting those ties, yeah. getting those draws. Um, what was it like? Because people talk a lot about kind of the hardworking environment in Chicago, how, you know, just even just giving that 110% working very hard, um, how that has been part of your journey with the team. Because you're right, like you have made a lot, you've made a lot of, of uh, you've gotten a lot of playing time through people not being available or injuries and stuff like that. And what it was like to kind of bring that to Chicago and how that is also just part of Chicago's um, kind of ethos in a way. Yeah, it's funny because, I mean, I played against Chicago for four years at Sky Blue, and every time I went in the pregame was like, they're going to press you, they're going to attack you, they're going to tackle you. And that was just kind of the mindset that Chicago had is, like, they're hard workers. And I was like, well, I'm a hard worker. Maybe I should be in Chicago, <laughs> you know? And, like, and I got here, and um, Rory was still all about working really hard, but he also was focusing more on the technical game um, and trying to incorporate, like, more of a, like, technical game plan. Um, but with me, it was kind of like, give me any job and I will go do it. And I think that that might've uh, like, whatever you want me to do, I'll do like, I don't know that I feel like that kind of helped me. The, uh, the 2018 version of the Red Stars was, was a scam gang version where you guys just were just refused to lose, but also weren't exactly winning, getting a ton of draws, uh, stealing the points. And then 2019, I know for us on the media side of things, and, uh, we had no problem being as blunt as we were, we were like, this is the, this is going, this is the greatest Red Stars team of all time until somebody else topples this team. And that's kind of how the vibe that we went in, in covering you guys as, as the year continued to progress, even in between those really difficult patches where like there were three game losing streaks and, and stuff like that. But at the end of it all, that it really was, you know, that team is walked away with like the, the winningest season, racking up all these wins. Um, being able to have a home semifinal uh, at Seek at Seek Geek, uh, in front of the fans, and uh, really having that kind of a memorable moment, and I just wanted to be able to maybe get you on record. I, you know, I, I just feel like again that day was also a blur. We spoke to so many people, but I don't really think we got to get your reaction to kind of having that experience with the fans and, and having that moment uh, to share with with your teammates and uh, in the city, basically. That year itself was pretty incredible. We had that one game against North Carolina where we brought in 17,000 people, right? And, like, to have that many fans, it was just, like, unbelievable. We, I, I honestly, I know I, we have the best fans in WSL. Like, they make that atmosphere something so special. Um, so hopefully we can get them out this season. But um, that semifinal against Portland was honestly, like – to me so memorable I don't know I, I wanted to beat that team so incredibly bad and like we freaking did it like that was and we worked our asses off to get there and it was kind of just like you know what like you knew we were not gonna accept a loss in that game like that's honestly how it felt um and just oh even the celebrations after that's one of my favorite like I don't even play and I'm like one of my favorite games <laughs> you know like we're really lucky to just have the atmosphere and like that we had that was oh memories i'm nostalgic let's get going give me the season start yeah let's do it yeah 2020 is uh not as i mean it's memorable it's 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 definitely memorable but not quite for the same reason unforgettable for sure uh yeah well you know what yeah let's uh let's segue into that it looked a little different for you in terms of the chicago aspect of things uh you know and not just you you know you you went to norway but but that 2019 team went through what they went through was a very special season 
And like most things, at the end of a, of a season, rosters have turnover and there are changes. And, you know, for the Red Stars, they, they were pretty – they were fairly significant. Uh, you know, there was someone like a Sam Kerr. There was you who, who went to Norway. Uh, you know, and not just players who went to go seek other opportunities, like, like someone like Maria Sanchez going to Mexico to try to get more playing time. And there were, like, injuries that took place. You know, the retirement, Brooke Elby retired. Um, you know, Alyssa Moss having to recover from her ACL. Um, Tierna Davidson having to recover from her from her ankle. So there were the there was the absence of of Red Stars who were once familiar, and then 2020 happens and they were still they were removed or going through injury and and kind of having to go through a pandemic um, all of a sudden. So for for you and your journey to Norway, can you just sort of walk us through maybe the decision making around that and heading off to a new a new place, a new team, what did that provide for you and what did you get out of that? Yeah, I've I've always wanted to kind of play in Europe and give it a try. Um and it just kind of felt like maybe a, the right time. I, I I don't really know why, but I love the outdoors. And I was like, you know what? Like my confidence was a little bit low. And I was like, I want to go to a team and I want to get my confidence and I want to work on what I need to work on because I want to come back to the NWSL and I want to crush it. And I want to be like, wow, here, here I am. I'm back to like prove myself, you know? And I got, that's what I got out of it. Like I had the most amazing time there like hiking and exploring I had culture shock because it turns out the Norwegians are really hard to make friends with and like I swear to god I could talk to a rock but like but like it was it was hard I felt kind of isolated and alone like the Norwegians are beautiful people they are so kind but they're very reserved and it's like you have this really loud American come in you know and it's like are they gonna be I don't know, but I, I made some really good friends. I had a really good roommate. Um, it's actually funny. Um, it was like five months into the season and every day for practice, I'd walk in and I'd go like, how are you? How are you? And they'd always go fine, fine, fine. And if you ask an American, like, how are you? And they say, fine, they're so not fine. Like you need to be like, <laughs> what's actually wrong? Like, do you want to talk about it? Like, so I'm like, are they really fine? Are they unhappy? Whatever. And then five months later, my like best friend on the team pulls me aside. She's like, Nikki, come here. And I was like, oh my God, what? She's like, why do you always ask us how we are? And I was like, what? And she goes, you always ask us, how are you? How are you? Why? Why? And I was like, oh dear. I was like, do you guys not ask that? And she goes, no, we just say hi, hi. And I was like, oh, so here I am prying in these people's <laughs> personal lives every day at training. And like, finally someone pulls me aside and she's like, can you please stop? <laughs> so you live and learn, you know, but, um, like I said, I went over to Norway to gain confidence and to work on some things in my game. And I definitely did that. Even my mom, she goes, yeah, I definitely think you've gotten better. Like you hardly ever dribble around in circles trying to find someone to pass to. <laughs> I was like, thank you so much, mom. You know, but they, they both noticed that like I, my game had gotten better. So I'm really excited to like come into this, such a professional environment um, and just like be so competitive. Like I'm literally so stoked to get back into training. And also just, you know, I wanted to pivot this over into, and you spoke to, you spoke to our friend Annie at the Sun-Times yes. um, and, and talked about kind of 2020 as well. And you're the first person that we've talked to who kind of was aware of, watched the Challenge Cup from the outside and kind of experienced that in a similar way to how kind of we did, except you were in Norway, which I'm sure in a way um, made it even harder. But what was it like? watching the NWSL kind of put that competition together, see what the team was kind of going through during that time. And, and I, I don't think I, you know, not necessarily saying that that affected the decision to come back, but were there things where you're, you're watching from the outside and you're like, I want to participate 
in what's happening here a little bit more? Yes, absolutely. Um, I think first of all, like the league, awesome job, like props to the NWSL for getting that going in the, like the first bubble, like that's awesome that the girls were able to have a season. Um, the thing that really stuck out to me the most was the whole Black Lives Matter thing. And watching that from afar was like heartbreaking because I felt so isolated in Norway. And like, I didn't know how to help, you know? And like, besides constantly checking on my friends, like, are you okay? It's like, no, they're not okay. Like, you know what I mean? And and that was, I think, what the hardest part about being back. Like I missed my family, but it was just watching this all unfold and like watching people struggling. And then I think the hardest part for me was going to my practice at Norway and then being like, why are, why are there riots in America? And me having to, like, if you actually explain, like, why it's going on, like, oh, because innocent black people are being killed by the police. And they're like, but why? And I was like, I would, like, you know what I mean? It's like, because racism. And, right. and that it's was not really just hard. an easy answer. It's like, it, you just start pulling at that thread and it just gets more and more complicated. Yeah, exactly. And like, even I like went, I went to the, to the club to say like, can we wear Black Lives Matter or kneel? And they said like, no, because, because racism isn't in Norway. And I, to me, like, I was so upset and I was like, it definitely does. And like, that's just not the point. It's like standing in solidarity with like everything going on back in America because it's really wrong what's happening. And that's why I'm really excited to be back here. And like, I'm really close to Sarah Gordon and I'm always like, what can I do to help, you know? And I don't know. It, it really was, it was heavy on the heart watching them afar. And then also, of course, there's a football in me having FOMO and missing all of my friends and yeah, it was a lot. No, 2020 was a lot for everyone. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I, I know for us, um, we were tasked with covering it um, in a way in which, you know, you don't expect. Uh, we also were going through our own quarantine processes and, and we we're like, how are we going to figure out, you know, content planning for this type of podcast? And we took deep dives on a bunch of old Red Stars games, like in the vault, gross YouTube games in 2015. Okay. And then and then there was an actual Challenge Cup to cover. But when all of this kicked off, it it was in the summer. And, and in the summer is when everything kicked off in terms of the, the protests and all of the calls to action in, in light of, of the death of, of George Floyd, you know, at, at the hands of police. And um, the league was the first league back. They were like the first competitive sports league back and it's a team sport. So there's all of these, there were already all of these narratives about like coming into the challenge cup. Uh, you know, what are, what is the league planning to do? Like, how are they taking steps to be um, supportive to their black athletes specifically? Um, and a lot of what we quickly learned uh, on our end as media having to cover is that people were having, different people were having very different experiences in the Challenge Cup. Um, there was a, the consistent thing was, you know, bubble life and that was very hard and the mental fatigue, the fatigue that came with that. Um, but there were also incredibly difficult moments for black players specifically, um, not feeling heard um, and having difficult conversations or feeling like they were being put in the spotlight of things that were quite frankly uh, unfair to them for lack of a better word. And um, coming out of that, I think something much cooler came to life, which was the black players coalition uh, of the NWSL. So this is something that we've come to ask all of our interviews, especially if they're white women or non-black women. What do you personally think needs to happen or what would you like to see happen in order to keep 
similar energy going into 2021 in solidarity with black life in solidarity with your black teammates yeah um i honestly think that like we just need to keep talking about it and like forcing a change because like yeah some people might just think this is gonna get like swept under the rug but it's not like this is such a huge issue that like needs to keep being addressed and we need to keep talking about it we need to keep kneeling we need to keep like talking to people about it it's like it's i think a lot of it is just the education and i think a lot of people are looking at it and like oh well here's my thing is i'm looking and i'm seeing these hurt people and knowing that i will never under like i i cannot understand what they're going through because i'm very privileged and like it, it literally like hurts my heart thinking about how they must feel and we need to keep standing up for that like this just can't be something that is forgotten um and i'm excited to be like to get involved with a lot with like Sarah with like her hood space chai and stuff. And just, I want to just keep, I guess, what's the word? I don't know. Keep it so relative. Yeah. We, I wanted to ask, we, we know that you, yeah, you helped with the, the hood space MLK day, um, the, the yoga call that you guys did. And you're also getting involved with kicks. Um, and can you talk a little bit about uh, coming in, wanting to, coach in the area because another thing that we've heard a lot is when we were talking to players throughout 2020 is there is kind of there was kind of this push-pull issue of you want to get in the community you want to help you want to kind of go past talk and start doing action how do you do that in the middle of a pandemic um and so what what are your thoughts on as things you know hopefully start opening up a little bit actually being out in the community, whether it's coaching, helping Sarah with hood space, specifically, what are some things that you guys maybe have, you're working on planning, working on organizing uh, for the upcoming summer? Yeah, I'm actually super excited for kicks. Um, so Steph McCaffrey has her hidden gems, which I was able to partake in, um, in 2019. And that was really awesome because you get to go to schools in different areas and hang out with the kids and play soccer. And it's like, I have free time. Like, let's do something with it. You know, let's hang out with some kids. And, um, I think with kicks, it's also like another opportunity to do that, which is really nice. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I'm new to kicks. I haven't really learned a lot about it, but I'm definitely like excited to coach there. I'm like with Danny and all of that. Um, okay. Sorry. I forgot your question. <laughs> I was like, I'm rambling. Oh my God. Okay. You answered, you answered the question. Yeah. Wow, I don't even know where I went just then. Actually my new year's resolution is to like think things through and like be more here. So I, I need to, I just, wow. I'm so sorry. Here I am. <laughs> I'm back. No, you're fine, dude. <laughs> yeah. but, okay, let's let's pivot a little bit. Let's pivot a little bit, um, but not not entirely. Uh, I love to hear it. I love the energy about. Uh, it feels it, it feels like. Um, I mean, this is so corny and cliche, but it feels like you never left. It feels like you made your return back to Chicago, but you were already taking these proactive steps to like still be engaged within the larger community. Um, so it's I guess just in terms of actually making that decision to leave Norway, you know, come back to the States and then plan your next move. How did, how did that come to light? How did it just be like, you know, yeah, I'm going to come back here. I'm going to get back in the NWSL and it's going to be via Chicago. Is it just like a player rights thing? Was there just like a mutual uh, discussion that took place? Uh, talk to us about, yes, coming, making the decision to come back and getting into Chicago. Yeah. So one, um, I mean, watching it from all afar was hard and I definitely like, I wanted to be involved with the league. I wanted to be involved with everything that's going on in America and stand up for like, what's right. 
And I also wanted like 2020 was a tough year for everyone, but like I realized that I really wanted to be around good people and nice people and supportive people for an amazing like professional club like Chicago. And it was like, I enjoyed Norway. I got out of it what I wanted to, but like, I just felt like I had more to offer to this league. And I just like, honestly, like the welcome back to Chicago was so emotional for me. Like I was nearly in tears at how many like positive things people said. I was like, oh my God, like it was just very touching. So that just like confirmed that I knew that I made the right decision, you know, but I just like, I I needed to be around a community of people that like I love in a city that is amazing because that's what I really missed in Norway was feeling a part of something in Chicago and the Red Stars is such a fun, amazing part thing to be a part of. And like, I just missed it. And like, I just, I've, I've never been more confident in a decision in my career than like coming back to Chicago this year. Like, I just know this is where I need to be right now and it's with who I need to be. And it's just, it's just good vibes, good vibes all over. So we're going to, yeah, we're speaking of on the field stuff, coming back, um, with what you've learned in Norway and stuff like that. You, you gave me, you gave us probably one of my favorite post-game quotes of all time, <laughs> uh, during 2019 when we were talking yellow cards <laughs> and, uh, yes. and you said, you said the way you described you, we, you know, we are talking yellow cards. You are famous for them. The idea that you're always going for the ball. You always think that you are getting the ball and then sometimes you just don't quite make it. <laughs> That's literally like my life in a nutshell. Like, it's like, oh, I, yeah, sorry, go on. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, um, you also talked about how in Norway, speed of play is a little bit different. You have to be faster on your feet, that sort of stuff. My, my bigger question is coming back to the NWSL 2021. Is this, is this uh, Nikki Stanton not ready to make nice? Or is this like the new and improved Nikki Stanton yellow card free? <laughs> I feel like even if I wanted to be yellow free, like yellow card free, I could never do that. Like, it's on, I just think like at this point, it's like in my blood. And even in Norway, like I got injured with three games left. But if I had one more card, I had to sit out a game. Like I'm just realizing that everywhere I go, yellow cards follow. So I think the refs must be talking because I swear to God, every tackle I go into, I'm like, I got this. And then, like, sometimes my timing's off. Sometimes they're a bit faster than I thought. And then I get yellow cards. But I'm, I'm freaking ready to go. And I actually, when I called Rory, I was like, Rory, like, I was like, I really want to come back to Chicago. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, um, I noticed you guys didn't get, like, a lot of yellow cards. Like, did you guys get a little bit soft? <laughs> you know, I was like, come on, like. And I even, I even, like, donated. I was like, 50 bucks for any yellow card for a Red Star in one of those games. And there was none. So I think that like, I, I think I needed to come back because I don't know. That energy, that, that like enforcer energy. Watch out. Nikki Stanton's coming on. And I I also think the yellow cards probably are coming on too, but you know, all, all fair tackles in my books. All of that, all of that great stuff you learned in Norway, just (laughs) about to yeet it, (laughs) yeet it in the trash bin. (laughs) Exactly. It's actually funny. My first couple games in Norway, like my tackles were on point. Sorry, I can hear it. We're on point. And I was like, wow, is this, is this me now? Like, do I not get cards? And then they, like, and then I did, but you know. <laughs> uh, this is a goofy question because we were talking about how to, how to ask you the, uh, the yellow card question. And we joked about it and made the Dixie, the, the chicks reference. there not, not ready to make nice to her. So I was like, you know what? I really am going to ask Nikki Stanton this question. Cause it's a goofy question and I don't care. Uh, I don't want to assume that you are a fan of the chicks. Uh, 
Do you listen to what the the band formerly known as Dixie Chicks? Oh yeah, I was like, who are the chicks? I definitely know the Dixie Chicks. They, for sure. they go by the Chicks now because they made an active choice to uh, change their name in light of the uh, oh. the history behind Dixie. Um, so okay. they're going by the the Chicks now. That might have been something you missed while you're in Norway. So. Yeah, that was a 2020 thing. Yeah. <laughs> that was okay. No, I'm literally learning so much stuff that I miss. It's actually really fun. It's like I'm coming from I'm living under a rock. We are here for you. Uh, to Thank you. Up. Yes. Uh, so on the, on, on the Nikki stand, not ready to make nice tour. <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can only, there can only be three because there are three in this group. So it's you. You are the, the Natalie. You are the front and center. Who are the only two other chicks on your tour? Uh, Chicago Red Stars related. So, like, who do I want to go into battle with? That, like, is that yeah. kind of what you mean? Yeah. Who, who, is, who is, like, standing behind you on the Nikki Stanton not ready to make nice tour? And also maybe, like, whipping out just, like, a quick fiddle solo, you know, Who's when necessary. <laughs> I would, like, super love to have Julie behind my back. One, because she'll be yelling at me where to go and helping me, but also because she would have my freaking back. This is true. Um, and also... Ooh, it's a tie between Danny and Sarah. Mm. Honestly, like, Sarah's the fastest girl in the world. Like, you want her behind you. So then maybe if the person, like, I feel like that could be really nice. And then me and Danny, I just, like, love hitting people in the midfield with her. So we'll, we'll, call, it, we'll call it a chicks toward diamond then. We'll say okay, you, get yeah. you get four. A, okay, thank you. It's a diamond. Okay. It works out. Uh, yeah, obviously we're, we're getting towards the – the levity of the sh- of the show uh, where we start to ask not so many soccer related questions uh obviously we kicked off with with that one um the topic that we love to talk about most aside from the chicago red stars on this podcast is the great city of chicago so with your return back you've already had some experiences under your belt here previously uh with your time um so is there something city of Chicago related that you are excited to potentially do again while you're here? Oh my gosh. Yes. What? Foster all the animals in Chicago. <laughs> Every single one. I swear to God, they missed you. They were like, wait, it's been a whole year. Where it honestly like broke my heart not being able to like foster animals. And I love the, I work with the live and they're just amazing. Um, what's the, they're amazing shelter to work with. They stand for such good things. And then fostering, of course, for paws. It's just like, oh, it's so fun. I love it. It's great. And yeah. you, you've met, you've met Morgan Gatra's dog, right? You've met the new, the have new you met Milo? Dog. Yeah. And I'm babysitting it when she goes to training today. And I already have it planned. I'm like, maybe we'll go for a walk, but we're for sure going to snuggle on the couch. We're going to play tug of war. I'm like, we have it planned out. So cute. I'm obsessed. I, I did. Oh, it's so cute. Um, but yeah. Oh, Milo. Adorable. Yeah. The best Instagram follow right now by far. You all need to follow Milo, little wiener, uh, IG, uh, moving on, uh, not to move away from it, but it's funny that you mentioned that. I feel like that's very on brand for you to, to make it. There was <laughs> I also miss going to every coffee shop in the world. With we always, people. we always do like, uh, end of the year awards too. And we like reference like most, player who's most like chicago af and i can't remember if it was 2018 or 2019 but you were my chicago af player because i was like wow. nikki Canton literally saved all of the dogs in chicago <laughs> oh my 
god i'm honored thank you so much that actually is really we're gonna, sweet we're gonna we're gonna stay on uh we're gonna stay on uh on this chicago journey um making your return back uh there's you're coming back into yes a, a core of players a cluster of players that you have familiarity with um friendships with relationships with but there's a lot of new players on this roster as well so um have you met any of these players yet had the opportunity to and who are you excited to to learn more about and, and play with yeah so i've met uh, my roommate sarah luber and then obviously i live with danny um but i haven't really met them because i'm in quarantine but i'm so excited to meet like literally like i was like looking at the people i didn't know and i was like yes new friends like how like how fun is that um i'm and i've actually been teammates with sarah wald most so i'm really excited to play with her again she's great um but i'm just excited to meet everyone like it was weird watching the challenge cup and being like oh i don't know that person oh, i don't know that person and knowing that now i get to like i don't know everyone likes a new friend friends um, yeah Stepping back, stepping back into 2020 just for one second. Um, first of all, can you believe that just one year prior, you're back with what, like a one-year gap, Chicago has already lost another championship final in your oh absence. And then how do you guys, how do you guys take it all the way, all the way to the top this year? How are you guys going to get over that last step? Honestly, just like freaking refusing to lose. Like I feel last year, some of the people that were there were feeling the sting from the year before, but we had a lot of new people. But now going into this year, it's a lot of the same people plus like, plus a couple, like plus a couple, not as big of a interchange as last the other one. So I just think everyone now has a chip on their shoulder. You know, it's like it was some people's first time in the championship, but like that was that was some people's second and now it's like when it's the third i'm sorry but there's just there's just not there's just not an option not an option love it love that energy um <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna frame this in a way in which even though you have history with chicago i'm gonna frame it in a way in which it's still kind of present so was there a favorite thing that you um enjoyed doing and or you kind of touched on this a little bit with the outdoor stuff but was there a favorite Thing in particular or a favorite spot you'd like to hit up or an activity that you enjoyed doing in Norway and what similar question for uh Chicago is there like a new thing maybe in Chicago that you maybe didn't get to partake in prior and now that you're back you want to try to get into I would say in Norway going on amazing hikes was like really memorable but we don't really have that in Chicago. So also in Norway, one thing is I got into like reading and kind of like mindfulness and like kind of personal growth stuff. Uh, I started to read a lot more. I had a lot of free time. Um, so I definitely want to carry that over to my time in Chicago and just like in the morning, like reading and meditating and doing all that kind of stuff that I think, especially in 2020, people needed to kind of start doing. Um, also something that wasn't really in Norway that I'm really excited to be back to in Chicago is all the coffee shops. Like I'm so excited. I live in a new area. That just means that many more coffee shops for me to go to. Is coffee not a thing in Norway? Coffee's like kind of a thing, but it's like $8 and like people don't really want to go get coffee together. And I'm like, well, why don't you want to hang out with me? Like, <laughs> Let's go, you know? So it's, it's kind of a thing, but like it, there's not a decent coffee shop. It's hard to find. It's hard to find a coffee shop. They're all chains. Oh boy. Yeah. Tough. Okay. So we're very excited because I think actually, I think actually you are the second player we have been able to do this with, but the first one was Vanessa DiBernardo and it was not the most satisfying because she didn't really have an answer either time, but back at 20, 2019, before the championship, we asked you what your pregame hype song was. Um, and we, so we're excited to ask again, do you have a new one? 
because it's been a while, you know, been a while since you've played a game, but like, what are you listening to right now? Maybe the better question is like, what's the thing that gets you pumped up to like go out in the cold and go to training and stuff right now? I, I know that like the, the name Enya pops up again and it's like, <laughs> that's not a pump up song. I did. I did tell Sandra, she, we were, she, we were trying to figure out what you said last time. And I was like, all I can remember is Enya. Enya? <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah. Yeah. There was, there was the, uh, it was like, it was the championship final weekend and there was the meet, there was the media day that was involved and we were like running around trying to hit up everybody for this question because we really wanted to like cultivate this Red Stars championship final playlist, like to hype everybody up. And you had like, imagine you hit us with the Enya and we were like, all right, that's a choice. But then like you like push that aside and then you gave us a different one. It was like a, it was a more like hype song. It was like 6 x 9 or whatever. Oh yeah, Swervin. It was Swervin. Yeah, that's right. It was Swervin. And uh, we were like, we were like, I wonder if she has another one. So we were like curious about asking you that, but I really like that it's, it's still Enya. Yeah, I actually, like, I made, I showed it to all the Norwegian players, and I would play in the locker room, and, like, I, whenever we'd be on this, like, amazing hike, I'd pull up the Enya song, and I'd be like, you can't, and they, I don't know, maybe that's why they didn't want to be my friend, but it was, it was, I, I do love that song, and it's good for any mood, but also, I've really been onto Ava Max lately. Mm, yeah. Um, like, Salt and Who's Laughing Now, um, she just has, like, and Kings and Queens, she just has feel-good songs. I'm like, yeah. I'm pumped. I actually don't like to listen to too hardcore of music because yeah. I've learned that when I get too hyped for games, it's not great. So I actually kind of have to calm myself down a little bit. Maybe that's why it's Enya. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, maybe, I, maybe Enya, like the Enya to yellow card ratio. Like you can, we can do a study throughout the season. Just like how, what was the vibe and what was the song she was listening to before yeah, that I game? like that. Yeah, get ready, Nikki. For any, yeah. any, game, any game in which you get a yellow, we're going to be asking if you listen to Enya question mark? Oh, shoot. Yeah, yeah. no, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you'll just, and you'll just know what we mean. Yeah. It'll be like our thing. Um, okay. I, like I want to... I want to piggyback a little bit of what you mentioned uh, with Norway and, qu- and quarantine um, about some of the things that maybe you got into. There was a lot of um, self-isolation that people had to participate in, in terms of trying to combat against the pandemic for the greater good. And uh, people really got into things that maybe they didn't get into. We saw a lot of people baking bread or trying new things and learning new hobbies, um, watching endless amounts of television or shows or series or movies or reading books like you said so uh was there a particular quarantine skill or uh hobby or book uh or show that you particularly enjoyed in 2020 or all the above if you have answer for all of them that's great too Yes, I read all the Harry Potter books and that was really fun. Also in Norway in the summer, it's like light for every hour of the day. So I could just sit outside and read, although it's like a high of 65. So with sweatpants on. Um, Also, I learned how to juggle a tennis ball between my feet and hands, which is like, I lost my mind a little bit at at one point. And that was the result. Um, but it's cool. It's like a circus skill, I suppose. Um, I also picked up like some baking and it never went well. My, me and my roommate, Adelaide Gay, she's like the best. We'd like bake something and we'd always go and take one to the other person. And I don't think she was, I mean, some of mine were fine, but you could tell that they were not great. Um, <laughs> and I, I picked up even just cooking and like trying to make cool recipes, which I realized it's never really worth all the time. It's like, oh, I took 45 minutes to cook this amazing meal and I, I don't know. 
I think I think the thing that everyone also really realized this year was, you know, cooking is one thing and then you eat it and then dishes. Dishes. Yeah. And cleaning. And it's like, I don't have time. I actually, that's the thing is I, I do have the time for that, but I don't want to. Yeah. I also in Norway got a razor scooter and I literally scooted around Clep. Like it was freaking my job. Well, they have uh, scooters now in Chicago. I don't know if you were around when they introduced them. But, oh, oh yeah. The electric scooters. You mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They introduced them to the city. So we'll, maybe we'll see you hopping yeah. on. <laughs> Scooting around. <laughs> scooting around uh on one of those um and nikki we're gonna not keep you too too much longer but um i did want to give you the opportunity uh since we reintroduced you at the top of the hour to maybe close out if there's anything you'd like to to say to, to, to fans or any of our listeners who have followed the team so closely for for so long um uh, just any messages of encouragement or just what you're really excited about for you know returning to uh, chicago yeah. Hi, hi listeners. Um, I'm super excited to be back in Chicago. Um, and hopefully we can see fans and all of that. Um, stay positive through this. These are some freaking weird times. And like, honestly, more than ever, we're all in this together. Check up on your friends. Um, and yeah, let's just like freaking keep cruising through this and hopefully better things can come. And Let's go Red Stars. Let's freaking go. LFG. LFG, dude. LFG all the way. But seriously, I'm like so, so, so happy to be back. Like this is just such an amazing atmosphere to be a part of. Like it really is truly special. Nikki Stanton, we're uh, really hyped to have you back in the city of Chicago. You've been missed. It's great to see you. Can't wait to see you take everyone on on that pitch maybe get a yellow or two or five we'll see how it plays out uh, we'll but we, will, we will be there along the way uh to to follow the red stars journey and your journey back so thank you so much for spending some time with us and we can't wait to follow up with you during the season wow claire wow what a great welcome back interview we had with Nikki Stanton just now. And honestly, long overdue. Little yeah. backstory. Guys, we were trying to get Nikki Stanton on this pod for years. And it just didn't work out in between having to cover all of the constant games and the other player interviews that had taken place prior. And the wild, wild 2019 that happened after her 20 arrival in 2018 just didn't happen. And the universe aligned. And uh, we finally got to get her on. And it was great. Um, great to have her back. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know if I have much to much to add. That was a really nice conversation. That was great. Yeah, uh, Nikki, forward. Nikki Stanton, Nikki Stanton, the the Chicago legend. Truly, truly. Shout out! Looking forward to uh, seeing what she does on the pitch, and uh, we will more than likely follow up with her uh, as the Red Star seasons uh, get underway. Uh, but. For now, we wanted to just sort of outro this episode with a, a few Chicago Red Stars-related news nuggets. And for people who aren't just about the Red Stars, but also like to watch their soccer on a national team level, the United States women's national team had a pair of friendlies against Colombia, and shockingly, or not shockingly, they defeated Colombia in both matches. There was a 4-0 scoreline. And there was a 6-0 scoreline. And we got to see some Red Stars play some full 90s and 90-plus minutes, quite frankly, if you're Julie Ertz, because that's just what she does. Uh, Alyssa Nair had a shutout uh, like 
I think people expected her to have. So it was great to see her. Uh, Juilliard's got time uh, starts actually in both games and she did what she did. Won a lot of balls, regulated a lot of shit in the midfield. And we got to see something that we were very, very, very excited to see a full 90 minute game from Tierna Davidson. Claire, how are you feeling about it? I, I, I felt great. Um, I, the funny thought that I have when you mentioned Nair is, uh, the second game when, when she, when, you know, she just took the game off, um, makes sense rotation. It's so funny. Cause you kind of internalize other people's goalkeeper conversations. You know, like there were people talking about Ashlyn Harris or people talking about Aubrey Bledsoe. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, Oh no, wait, Nair's the number one. I'm okay. We're good. <laughs> just like for a second. I just, you just forget sometimes there's like, yeah, listen there. Uh, us number one goalkeeper. Um, just also because she was kind of like fighting for that spot for a while and she's just so established now it's you, you just forget. Um, there's no, there's no arguing the best. Yeah, exactly. The best hashtag the best. Um, yep. but yeah, Davidson, Tierna Davidson getting a full 90 was really, really good to see. Um, I was looking back, that was only her second, uh, full 90 performance, uh, since the, 2019 semifinal um and so that's big 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 progress i mean i think obviously there were maybe some moments where she looked a tiny bit rusty but obviously to be expected but her passing stats were great uh she and alana cook had a great rapport on the field obviously they know each other really well because they played together at stanford um i thought she did a great job and just yeah like you know we talked about at the end of 2020 she is a player that needs to be playing consistently and needs to kind of take a turn for the better in terms of fitness, um, this year. And so really, really great to see the skills, skills never left. It's just about, uh, ability to, to play full games. So, um, yeah, I was, I was thrilled, thrilled to see it. You love to see it. Yeah, absolutely. I was happy about it. Um, we had seen some, uh, content, right. Coming out of the USWNT, socials that were happening and we saw some videos and, and footage of her involved in training and then she went ahead and posted some of her own stuff on her own appropriate social media stuff and we're like "Ooh, are we gonna see some some tierna davidson action and we did and it was incredibly dope to see her getting that full start alongside alana cook with her stanford university teammate uh yeah i thought they both looked great out there together there was some real um there's some history building vibes going on here. So uh, it would be cool to maybe see them hold on a back line potentially in the future together in, in games like that. It was really, really dope. And um, yeah, against a team like Columbia, you kind of feel like, well, this game is going to go a certain specific type of way. But, you know, for someone who is looking to get a run out and get those minutes, those types of games are important. So it was great to see that. Uh, less great to hear about Mal Pugh picking up an injury while in uh, USWNT January camps. Uh, in all realness, you know, they made the trade and this was something that has been lingering, um, you know, for this particular player. And Rory Dames was kind of already in front of that when they made the trade with her. Like, hey, we made a trade for a broken player and we feel like that's not a problem because we're really good at that um but it doesn't suck any less right <laughs> to, to hear something like that come out of a camp yeah i mean you know we always we always mention that the great the great shining example of all of this is is morgan Gatra, and 
what you have to remember about Morgan Gattrall's journey was very similar at the beginning of 2019, end of 2018, beginning of 2019, where she was going kind of in and out of U.S. camp. Sometimes she would be called up. Sometimes she wouldn't. Um, she would train a little bit. She would have to take days off. She would come back to Chicago. They would work on rehab. And then maybe she would get called back in again. And so everybody, you know, people know this, that in terms of, of rehabbing and truly getting to the source of whether it's a body alignment issue or a small muscle or whatever, um, you need can some consistency. Um, and as we all know, the U S setup in terms of being called into a lot of camps and asked to play a lot of friendlies, isn't always great for that. And so I think for, for Pew, obviously you want her to get called up to every camp. You want her to be in that system. You want that investment to be there because she does have the potential to be someone really good for them. Um, but not if she can't get better first. So, you know, you wonder a little bit if the January camp was a little bit too much too soon. Um, regardless, you know, good for her to get back in there. I think, you know, watching, looking at photos, she trained a little bit. She didn't train for a little bit. She maybe got back into training a tiny bit at the end of camp. Um, but I think her present season with Chicago is going to be very important. And I'm looking forward to her starting that journey with them. Yeah, likewise. Still super hyped to see what a Chicago Red Stars environment can do for a player like Mel Pugh, to be quite honest. Um, and having the framework, I think, in place ahead of them for like what – NWSL is, you know, projected to look like in 2021 is, is going to help that, you know, teams are going to be in market very, very soon. Some players, quite frankly, already getting into markets, Chicago included. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be a journey. And I think it's one that we're all excited to embark on together. Right. Um, but shout out to USWNT. Uh, yeah. Unshocking. They are uh, undefeated in 2021. Um, shout out to Colombia. They did their thing. Shout out to Sandra Subulveda. Uh, that was dope. Great uh, goalkeeping performances despite the scorelines. Really did the damn thing. And uh, that means that coming up, there's going to be the She Believes Cup tournament. And we're hyped about that because that typically means more call-ups for potentially more Red Stars. And it's not just going to be the Chicago Red Stars and Stripes. No, this time it's going to include Canada. And it's going to include Bianca St. Georges, who received a call-up for camps with Canada in preparation for she believes cup because canada japan and brazil correct are the teams that are taking place in the she believes cup and i know we are thrilled about that absolutely yeah i mean <laughs> in terms of two things thing number one um hard to tell you know right now exactly where canada is at they haven't done anything since uh, i think they played the algarve or the cyprus one of those two algarve or cyprus in in the beginning of 2020 march ish that international break same international break as she believes um they haven't done anything no camps uh no friendlies you know i'm not saying that they should have everyone has to make their own safety call but um they also had a coaching change um they have a lot of restarting to do right now and they also have a team that has definitely a handful of very exciting younger players, but also a lot of people who are aging out of this system probably after this cycle. So um, they need new people. And, and, and so we'll see how Canada does in this tournament. I'm not entirely sure. It's going to be very important for them. Um, however, like what, what a victory for Bianca St. George. She gets drafted in 2019. 
she isn't able to join the team until late 2019, working through a knee injury, committing to that, comes in in 2020, ready to go, takes on everything asked of her, um, and gets a call, like gets a call up. That's amazing. That's amazing. What a testament both to her and to Chicago. And, and truly, I mean, you know, we, we talk a lot about what Chicago brings to the table in terms of, of what they do and the way that they just keep cranking out kids going to camps. It's really impressive. So shout out yeah. to the Chicago coaching staff and shout out to Bianca herself, because that's awesome. She should yeah. play for them. She should play for them. Oh, a hundred percent. There's going to, I mean, there's a handful of games that are going to take place, you know, amongst the four teams. So um, I imagine she might, obviously she's already turned some heads and, and impressed some people uh, within Canada soccer to have earned that call up to begin with. Um, so I imagine of the three games that maybe she might even get some time and it would be really dope um, to see that. And yeah, it's a huge testament to Chicago. I mean, when we talk about their culture and what they're about and, and quite frankly, when you think of Chicago and maybe some of the things that they are part of their own pitch, right. When they're selling players and they're seeking out talent, that's a huge part of it. You know, you're coming into this environment and this is what we could make hap- help help make happen for you if you're putting in the work with us. Um, so her 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 story is already a really, really great story. And uh, watching watching it continue to unfold has been really, really dope. And, um, you know, this is really technically supposed to be like her second camp. You know, there was that camp that was supposed to take take place, but it got it got straight up canceled because of COVID reasons. And she was called into that you know so she's she's been on the radar quite quite frankly post challenge cup and post fall series so while 2020 was super super challenging and beyond layers of frustrating and and difficult um when we look at things like challenge cup when we look at things like fall series and we wonder man like what was the point of that we really should have just like not had people you know, maybe play through some trauma and things like that. You, you're, you're seeing these very small silver linings and you can point to somebody like Bianca St. George's and be like, well, that's what came out of 2020. Um, so we're very excited for that. And congrats to her on um, getting that call up and then we'll see if she gets some games in there and maybe we can follow up with her about it. Maybe that'll be a new thing uh, for us to follow up with her on. Uh, and uh, in terms of other Chicago Red Stars news bits, uh, this last one that we're going to leave you all with, a uh, little unsure, honestly, on how to chat a bit about it. We're going to do our best because uh, when you don't have all the information, it's hard to talk about uh, things factually or accurately. But the Chicago Red Stars, in partnership with Racing Louisville FC and IWC, International Women's Cup, I believe I'm getting that right, uh, want to uh, – integrate a new cup a mini cup tournament uh for 2021 that will take place in the middle of the regular nwsl season uh in august i believe and it is going to be like a round robin style type of event and it is featuring racing louisville chicago red stars and question mark question mark teams to be determined yeah it was a little bit of a half announcement um they set a date. Uh, I think they said it starts August 18th, which is a midweek. That's a Wednesday. Um, 
it's the whole thing is a little bit interesting there. That game is going to be a sanctioned NWSL league game. So that one will have implications for both teams league campaigns. Don't know what they're going to do if they tie. Um, And then the final um, quote unquote final. Well, they're going to play that game. Uh, The two European teams are going to play their game which will be a friendly because it is a friendly tournament. Um, And then I think that means that that weekend they're going to be doing um, the final of that tournament and the third place game. So um, basically uh, Chicago and Louisville will play each other and each team will then play one European team. Um, Yeah. I don't know there. It's like came out as a little bit of a dare to European teams. You know, it's not fully announced yet. Um, I think it's an interesting choice to integrate it into the league. You could argue that it's kind of a weird thing to do to a league fixture. Those are pretty important. Um, You know, is, is a team going to play their starting 11, their top starting 11 in that game and then tank their second game. I'm not saying that they will, but like it opens up those, those possibilities. Um, And, uh, and yeah, so we'll just kind of have to see how it progresses. The ICC wasn't too thrilled that they announced this. Um, they're the established, they are the established friendly tournament in the summer in the U S and they, um, guard their proprietary, uh, copyright, uh, very closely. They take that very seriously. And in fact, one could argue that that that's part of the reason why it's so popular is that they are successful at stopping competition. So, um, We'll see how that goes. I mean, other than that, though, I mean, I think that the one thing that I thought was really nice about it is this idea, maybe, you know, because we talk very generally about Challenge Cup moving into the regular season. They would like to have fans during the regular season. Um, We don't know exactly where where we're going to be in terms of that by end of May, um, which I think is when they're generally planning on starting the regular season. Uh, but by August, you know, maybe, really maybe. And, you know, I think that there are still going to be a lot of social distancing protocols that will be in place. People will be wearing masks. That's not going anywhere. But in terms of hopeful for vaccine rollout um, and fans feeling comfortable enough both for themselves and for possibility of, of spread, I think that that could be a safe weekend to shoot for to maybe go do something fun. And so I think that that is providing that is nice at this moment. Yeah. I think that's the, um, that's the potential outlook for something like that, that it could be maybe more of like an event, right. Versus just like a regular game day fixture. Um, it's interesting to see it develop between these two particular teams. Um, entering a season where really Chicago was looking like the main Midwest team once again, because we'll keep repeating this Louisville, Kentucky is not the Midwest. And uh, it's interesting to sort of see like concepts being tossed around around like what a rivalry is and stuff like that. And then in case, you know, Kansas city got back involved then it's like, Oh, there's excitement, you know, generating around there and buzz there. But I think, um, the concept of a road trip, right? Coming off of uh, what we just all are kind of going through and still trying to process in regard to the pandemic uh, feels kind of nice that that could be an option. So uh, we will be 
waiting question mark and then watching and seeing uh if more details unfold uh, teams that will eventually possibly be involved again again uh, that's that's all to be determined and um when and if ever that drops we'll we'll t- take deeper dives into that as well um seeing which european you know quote unquote champions league level type teams uh, get involved in it um so we'll see it's it's uh it could potentially be a fun and exciting thing and we'd like to talk about it as such and we will do that once uh, we have more of the info uh but i think for now we've got everybody caught up for the most part with some of the red stars tidbits uh, yeah um next time next time we talk it might be preseason. might be preseason. so uh no the schedule the official nwsl schedule is not out at the moment but i will just uh repeat and re-emphasize and kind of selfishly plug um there is a framework that is in place that has been in place for uh for the league um starting as early as they released it in as late or as early as last november highlighting the draft that just took place and then the announcement that players are doing a markets by february Preseasons will take place, uh, a Challenge Cup that will happen mid-April, and then a actual season that will begin sometime mid-May and then extend all the way into November with the concept of expanded playoffs as well. Um, so there's just an idea for people if they're looking for a, a timeline of things. Um, I've got it written up for you guys at CBS Sports. If you want to look for it, you can literally just Google like NWSL framework, CBS Sports, it'll, it'll pop up. And um, it's something to just keep in the back of your mind until in the meantime, until a uh, schedule actually drops it. If, you, if you're one of those people who like really are desperately looking after a schedule, I don't, I don't necessarily think uh, we fall into that category. It drops when it drops, and then we just sort of <laughs> figure it out from there. If there is anything that we learned from last year, it's that – things will happen when they happen and exactly guys there's, there's the, the energy the energy around schedules need to if we're talking about how 2020 was a very transformative year it needed to be that if you're one of those people who were like a desperate schedule seeker it's I like uh it's like pushing it's like pushing the closed door button on an elevator you know like it yeah. makes you feel better but i'm not sure exactly if it's, it's you not know, the most really useful essential. information yeah not doing too much for you but um, we'll be uh, excited and eager to, to chat it out if should some things drop. Um, folks, thank you always once again for your ongoing support of Southside Trap Podcast, the podcast that helps you stay outside with the Chicago Red Stars. Um, we just want to let you know that you can continue your support. And the best way to really do that is uh, directly at our Patreon, where we've got a ton of great content for you guys. We roll out with weekly episodes like this one, ones that have player interviews on them. Some of them that are just our ideas. When we start getting into the season, we will get back to recapping games and previewing those games and getting into more soccer stylistic things and analyzing those type of performances. Uh, And within that, we will have recaps and previews and other things along the way find a tier that works for you so you could see if you do want access to all of those types of content um, find one that works for you and uh, hopefully you do if not we understand 2020 was very difficult 2021 people are still navigating maybe you can't commit to something like that that's fine we get it I just want you to know that there are a ton of other ways that you can continue your support of Southside Tripod, and you can do that by following us on all social media channels uh, like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Southside Tripod, 
with one letter P. And you can go ahead and find us on places like Anchor, Spotify, iTunes. So go ahead and find us. Please give us a like, a rating, a review. That stuff helps us out tremendously whenever we are producing Chicago Red Stars content for you all. So go ahead and uh, make your way over to those areas and uh, you know do all that for us. That's very, very, very helpful. So we hope you all enjoyed this episode. We will be back with you soon. Everybody, please continue to stay safe, make good choices, wash your hands, wash your face, wear your mask, and please, please, please continue your support and protection of black players and black life. And we will be back with you soon with another episode.